Hello, welcome once again to Her Many Voices in Digenomics. Uh, let me just make sure that everybody is able to see clearly. If everybody is catching what I'm saying, I know I'm going to see a thumbs up, and that means that we are ready to go. So, welcome once again. I got that thumbs up, so we're good to go. Uh, welcome to the third week out of an 11-week series on Indigenomics, Her Many Voices Financial 101, Financial Literacy 101. Now, before we go on to the, what today's topic is, which is building a budget cash flow, let's recap what we actually did the last two weeks. The first week, we discussed the seven laws of the universe. And the reason we talked about that is because Anything we want to accomplish in our journey, we need to understand how these laws work. Okay? They cannot be denied. You cannot defy them. Okay? They are surrounding us every step, every second of the day. And we are going to name them. Just to recap, we're not going to go into them as we did the first week, but they are. And they don't go in any particular order. The law of cause and effect the law of vibration, the law of rhythm, the law of polarity, the law of relativity, the law of gestation, and the law of transmutation. Now, if you want to recap exactly what they mean and how they work, you can always review the very first week of this 11-week series. But these laws, I was told, and I've seen it come to fruition, that you master these laws and you will master your life. You cannot deny them just as we cannot deny the law of gravity. No matter how much we wish and we want to be able to fly without any equipment, if we attempt to do that, the law of gravity will come into play. So the, these laws also hold true to what they define. And these laws such as the cause of an effect, whatever you plant, you will reap. The, any seed you plant is what the harvest will produce. The law of relativity, things are just are, okay? You cannot compare things without understanding the context in which you're comparing them, okay? The relativity, I am short depending on where I'm standing in front of, who, who am I standing in front of? Okay, or I may appear to be tall, again, depending on who I'm standing in front of. That's the law of relativity. The law of polarity, everything has its opposites. Okay, you have up, down, right, left, wrong, right, everything has its opposites. Okay, the law of gestation simply says that everything takes time before it can produce what you want it to produce. The law of transmutation simply means that anything that you start with in the end is going to produce something completely different depending on what you've included in that basket. So things have to transmutate. They change as we move. 
So, and what else is there? There is the law of vibration. The law that says anything we think, okay, our thoughts is energy. Whatever we think, it produces a certain emotion within us. Those emotions create certain actions from within us. Again, we are the one that's going to act based on those emotions. And those actions will produce certain results. You put that together, it spells out tear. Thoughts, emotions, action, and results. Okay, that is the law of vibration. And then you have the law of rhythm. Okay, everything, if it goes up, it must come down. Okay, everything has a certain rhythm that we must adapt. But those were the laws that we first described in the very first season, the very first episode, the very first week that we had our 11-week series. Now, what did we do last week? Last week, we discussed the actual rules of the game, the financial foundation. Now, we are trying to understand how money works. In order for us to do that, we always have to remember that money, and since we are in the week of the Olympics, right, let's take that as the analogy we want to we wanna talk about, okay? Money game is a sport. It's not an individual sport. It is a team sport. Now, we looked at some of these uh, games that are going on. We have some that are you know, playing as individuals, and we have those that are playing as a team. And you know, if you're playing as a team, everyone comes together to accomplish one goal, right? Which is the championship. Now, in this case, when we're talking about money, the championship is our retirement. Okay. It's not going to be dependent simply on us. It's going to, on, on one individual. It's going to determine, it's going to be determined by how the team comes together to accomplish that goal. Now, who are the members of that team? Well, you are. Number one, you are the team captain, okay? And the rest of them, we're not going to go in depth today, but we're going to be talking about them throughout the next few weeks. But you can name a few of them. They are the accountant that we have to see almost on an annual basis, sometimes twice a year, to make sure that we are doing right by Uncle Sam with the taxes. We have our banker, which we probably see on a weekly basis. We have our insurance agent whose role is to protect our assets. We have um, our health insurance agent, which is to protect our health. Anyone who is who comes into contact with your money, either directly or indirectly, belongs on your team. Now, in order for us to work as one, we have to know what each of their roles are on the team. Now, it's okay for one to be able to do what someone else does on the team. You can have a banker who knows what the accountant does and how the accountant does it, but his role is not to be the accountant. His role is to be the banker. As you, you are the team captain. Your role is to make the money, okay? You are there to make the money, and then you are there to pass it on to the members of your team whose responsibility will determine exactly what they're going to do with this money. So you have your money, you pass it on to the accountant, the accountant figures out how much of it he's going to make sure you keep or you don't pay back in taxes. And then you have the banker who's going to store that money. Hopefully it's going to help it grow, which comes back to if you have a team, then you have to have certain moves that the team members are responsible for. So like any team, there are offensive moves, offensive players, and there are defensive players. Now, it's pretty common or self-explanatory that a defensive player is there to make sure they protect your money, 
correct? And an offensive player is going to be there to make sure that your money is growing. So who are, who plays what on your team? And that's where it all begins. We must have that understanding if we want to make sure that at the end of our game, we win the championship. And if we do it well, we're going to be rewarded with the MVP, Most Valuable Player Award. Okay, but it has to be because you have a clear understanding of all the rules. And that's what last week was about, right? The financial foundation. We talked about how to build a proper financial foundation. We start with protection. We, next one is um, debt management. Then you have two more levels, savings, long-term and short-term. Or I should say short-term comes first and long-term is last. And if you remember that, what we discussed for that particular segment, you cannot begin to invest unless you protect what you already have. So protection comes first. That's the foundation. Then we moved on to speaking about the four, the X-curve concept, where we are all on a life cycle that begins at birth and it ends upon our passing. And during those years, we are responsible for growing our wealth while decreasing our responsibility in life. That's the X-curve concept. Then we talked about the four, the three cornerstones of any financial products, okay? When you're thinking about putting your money away in any particular vehicle, you have to check to see if they meet the four requirements. I hope you remembered what they were. We talked about it has to have a protection feature so that you are not left with nothing because of an injury while you're playing this game. As you know, in any kind of sport, any injury can occur. And if it occurs and you're not prepared for it, there goes the game. You're not even gonna finish it towards the end. So it has to have that protection feature. Then we talked about the growth feature. Money has to grow to stay ahead of inflation, correct? And then we talked about the safety feature. Now, we, in order for money to grow, we have to make it we have to invest it in certain indexes in the markets. That means that we're taking a risk. As much as we want it to only grow, there are times when it's going to fall, right? And there's going to be a loss in your account savings if you do not have that safety feature to protect it from those losses. And those losses are going to come. They always do, right? And then the last feature out of the four cornerstones is the tax advantage, correct? Now, after you've grown your assets and you're ready to lay back and enjoy, you want to make sure that you're not losing most of it, if not half of it, because of taxes. It has to be protected from Uncle Sam tapping into your funds and eating most of it because of the vehicle that you have placed it in. Okay, so that's the three cornerstone. Then we talked about Rule 72. Simple. Einstein discovered Take 72, divide by the interest you're earning in these accounts, and you will know exactly how quickly your money will double, right? Now, what, did, what else did we study? How many ways do money grow? I hope you remembered. Three ways. It's either going to grow fixed. You're either going to get a bank who's giving you a fixed amount on interest, 1%, 0 0.01%, 4%, or variable, which we don't know exactly what it's going to produce, but there's ups and downs, Okay. You know, you're taking a risk. That's what it is. That's the valuable way. And then we talked about the indexed. Okay. The one feature or the one way that money grows that a lot of us are not familiar with. And the index, if you recall, kind of has both of the fixed 
and the variable in one. What do I mean? Remember, you are tracking the performances of certain index, such as the S&P, if you're looking into the American markets. If you're looking into the European market, most likely you are tracking the Credit Suisse index. And if you're looking in the Asian market, you're probably look, focusing on the Hang Seng index. Okay. Now, as you track the performances of these indexes, your account will be credited based on the performance of those indexes. But when those indexes fall, okay, and they will, when that particular index, whether it's the S&P or the Credit Suisse, when that index fall, if you do not have the safety feature, you would lose. Okay. So that's where you have to make sure that your money is being secured from those kind of losses. So that is the index way. Now, what else did we learn? We also learned that it's important to not lose because losing 50% and gaining 50% does not put you back on even. We talked about that and you can do the math yourself. Take $100 right now, say you lose 50% of it, what does that leave you with? $50, correct? Okay, and now what happens if you gain another 50% on top of that $50? Are you back to 100? Absolutely not. Okay, why? Because you only have 50 left. 50% of 50 is only $25, correct? So now you're back to 75, not the 400 that you had when you first started your savings. So trying to minimize your loss is the key. That is the name of the game. Okay, do not lose anything you've gained if you can help it. And then what else did we talk about? How money gets taxed. Now that's where we always end up, we always end up losing what we've done because we didn't take into account that Uncle Sam is waiting to tax any growth, any interest that you have earned in the particular vehicles that you've chosen, especially if it's a vehicle that have not been, had that has not been taxed in the beginning. Okay, such as a 401k, okay, such as a 403b, such as annuities. Now, if you've put money into these accounts and these index that we talked about, if they begin to grow and your money is growing, Uncle Sam has every right to tax the growth that's on that on, on that savings. OK, so your job is to make sure that you do not put your money in accounts that Uncle Sam can tap. So the three ways money get taxed, OK, it's taxed now which are typically the, the CDs, the stock market. Okay, if you pull out your money immediately after making some gains, you will get taxed on it. There are ways to avoid it. And that's part of playing the game. You have to know the rules of the game. Okay, that's the tax now. You have the tax later accounts we just talked about, and we have the tax advantage. An example of a tax advantage account is a Roth IRA. Okay, that means anything that any amount that you have gained in that particular account cannot be taxed. But there are limitations to the Roth IRA. Again, all of that just simply means you must, you must, you must, you must know the rules of the game to secure everything that you're doing because it's on you. If you do not do it, the rest of the team is not going to be able to figure it out, okay, because you are in control of what's coming in, okay, and how you are going to base it depending on where your money is growing. Now, I see that I have lost 
some of my slides. But in the meantime, let's discuss a little bit about what, uh, you know, let's see if it's going to pop up as we speak. Okay, so if we know this, if we know that we're playing this game, this sport, this, in the, this team sport, and we know the players who are on the team, we know what their roles are, we know that our job is to make the money, their job is to protect the money and grow the money. Okay, so what is the first thing we have to do? First thing we have to do is create a budget, okay, a cash flow budget. We have to know exactly where our money is going, where it's coming from, what is being, what, what, what is it being spent on. Without that, you are not in the game, okay? So that's the first thing we're going to see. In a little while, you're going to see a form that's going to pop up, that's going to show you exactly how to list what it is, where the money is growing. Okay, we were talking about the very first form, which is the cash flow, the budget tool. Okay, like any sport, you need to have the tools or the equipment to play the game. Okay, it's not done simply up here. You have to use certain equipment, certain tools to get to the end result. Okay, so there is a cash flow budget that we create, and the form shows that you see exactly where your income is coming from and you've listed exactly where your expenses is going. So here we are. Use this budget tool to see how much you make and spend each month, okay? And even though you're doing it on a monthly basis, it has to be done on a weekly basis, which we will go into. But these are the listing of some. All of us have ways of making money to survive. Now, if it's a job that is producing that income, you have the type of income there. If it's government programs that is sustaining you, you have a box to fill that in. If it's any disability benefits, some of us have been injured in the past and now we qualify for certain benefits. If, this, that, if that's the income that you're receiving, there is a box for that as well. Some of us rely on family, friends, other organizations, nonprofit organizations to earn a living or to receive certain support to get us by on a monthly or weekly basis. If that's where your income is coming from, all of it is considered income. Okay. Don't be fooled because you're not actually working for it. It's not considered income. It is considered income. So financial support comes into play. And then you have the other income, which could be considered like your side hustle. What do you do? What is your passion? And if your passion can produce some income, then you can list that down. That's the start. Before we can do anything, we have to know where the money is coming from. Okay. And then we have to list it down. Now, on the right side of that chart, if you have the spending. Now, some things that you're going to be spending on is going to be housing. As we all know, we have to sit, we have to live, we have to have a roof over our head. That comes down to where, how much are you spending on housing? It could be rent, it could be mortgage, whatever it is, you have a slot for that as well. Then you have the utilities, you have the groceries, you have the health expenses, you have the transportation, you have childcare and education for the childcare, for the child. You have your cell phone use. Now the cell phone is becoming a tool that you cannot live without. Okay, so that goes in as a common expense, monthly, weekly expense, depending on how you're doing it. Internet and cable. Okay, pets. For those of us who own, who have one, another extra member of the family, they are quite expensive, you know, to maintain. So you have to list those expenses as well. What else? Debts. 
We, we haven't talked about debts yet, but we will. As a matter of fact, next week, we're going to go into how to manage your debts. But you know what your debts are, okay? And any other spending that you have on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis. It begins by first tallying up exactly what those expenses are versus what the income is. And if your income is actually more than your expenses, then you will have some money to save. But if your expenses add up to be much more than your income, then you will be falling into debt. But in order for you to see it, you have to place it on paper and track those expenses as well as the income. So we're going to look again. This is going to be a brief introduction. We can definitely go in depth on anything you like. That's why in the future, we're going to be setting up one-on-one consultation if you want more. But for now, this is just an intro to things that you can do right now to start tracking that, 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 that budget, the cash flow that you have. The next thing that we're going to be looking at is exactly how you do that. You have to do it weekly. This is a monthly form, but you have to track your expenses weekly because we spend weekly. Okay, we do not spend on a monthly basis. We even spend daily. Okay, so the monthly spending or the weekly spending starts where? Now look in your pocket. Go ahead, pull it out. Whatever you have in your pocket. I'll wait, pull out the money. You see what it is. Okay, if you have an opportunity to look into your bank account, you could see how much money is left in there. If you have credit cards and then you also have credit cards that has certain balances on it. If you have that, then pull it up. Add all of it, okay? And that's where you start. What what do I have in my pocket? What do I have access to to pay if anything occurs, if if I'm in need of anything right now, how much money do I have available to do any, to do what I need to do? That's where it begins, okay? Now, in a little while, I'm going to see the next slide pull up. It's going to be a form that actually shows, there it is, the total Uh, sources of cash and other financial resources. This is what I'm speaking of. You see at the very top, beginning balance for the week, okay? If you want to start the week on Sunday, which is the very first day of the week, see exactly how much you have. Wait till Sunday if you want to do that. Put it to the test, okay? You put in exactly what you have. You check all your accounts, what you have left in them, and you add that number in that slot, beginning balance for the week. Then what? Now you start adding, okay, if it's income, if you get paid weekly, then you add in your weekly amount, what it is, your paycheck, what your paycheck looks like. If you're receiving any kind of government aid, like SNAP, put in that amount as well. If it's the week that you're receiving it, put it in that week, because that is one thing that you don't get on a weekly basis. You get that monthly, but you will be able to track exactly how to, how to jot down what it is that you're earning or what it is that you're bringing in. So what else? public housing voucher. You get the idea, okay? We all have our own ways of bringing in funds. You figure out what works for you, which, which we know how you're making your money, if it's through a, a JOB, if it's through government programs, if it's through uh, certain organizations that are helping. You start listing that down and you come up with a total for the week, Okay, what else do you do? Well, at the end of that, you will see on the next one, you will have all your expenses. Now, some expenses are fixed. There are no, you know, there are no talking about you paying rent this week. That's $100, $500, $1,000. And then next month, you're paying 2000 
3000 They are fixed expenses. Some of those, you know, every week or every month, you know exactly what it's going to be. Your utility, your utility can be as fixed, okay? Certain cable bills, they don't change. I mean, you know, some of us can order extra movies and stuff like that, but you get the idea. Some things are not negotiable, okay? Your car payments is one if you own a car, okay? Insurances that you have to protect your assets is another. They don't tend to change on a weekly basis. So you begin to jot those down. Okay, your light bill, you, you saw the first form we used, we talked about where you can actually list the specific utilities that you're using. And if it wasn't on that list and you have an extra expense, list it yourself. Okay, that's how it works. You know exactly how you're spending your money. So put it down on everything that you're spending it on. So here you have housing, utilities, groceries. Those are some of the basic expense that all of us have to deal with transportation, how do we get from point A to point B, whether it's to go to work, whether it's to go buy those groceries or anything else that our children may need. Okay, transportation, what is the cost of that? And you begin to list down all the other things that you don't see here. We talked about cable bills, you know, you have to keep track of it on a weekly basis. And I'm not joking, okay? It has to be done on a weekly basis because the money game which you are playing requires that, okay? There's no way that you can achieve the goals that you set without being focused on how the game is played and what you need to do to get there, okay? So creating this budget and tracking those expenses and how you're spending those money is the very first step we all have to do. There is no way around that. And if you try, this is when you're again defying the laws. Okay, the, every game has its rules. You cannot play it based on how you wish to play it. It should only be played based on those rules. And most people think that it's a hassle to be able to, I'm putting up something here, it's a hassle to be able to track your expense on a regular basis, but it's not. It's what the game requires, okay? And your goal is such. So if you want to achieve it and it's achievable, this is how you start, okay? So you end up having the first two, and then you have the last. Now, what you have after you've done this, and now you've subtracted your income from the, those expenses, hopefully, as I said before, you have some money left. Hopefully, your expenses is not more than your income, because that's the only way you're going to save, okay? You have to spend less than what you're bringing in. And when, once you've done that math, you should have something left over. Okay, and that become that begins the second week. The second week of your budget building budget starts with what you've spent this week and what you have left. And now that begins the second week. In the second week, if you get paid weekly, you put in again your income from a job. Now, as I said before, some things you're receiving are not going to be weekly. Snaps for the most, what I'm familiar with. It's not a weekly um, benefit, it's a monthly benefit. So you will not be able to put that back down if you added it last week. But I'm not sure you know exactly how you're getting your benefits. If it's coming weekly, you jot it down weekly, whatever that amount is. And you begin the whole process all over again, okay? Month, uh, your rent is usually paid on a monthly basis. Now we do have folks who, who stay in places that'll be, that they're paying it on a weekly basis, so be it. Okay, but you are the one tracking it. 
the game is on your shoulder. You are the team captain. If you want that championship, you have to do the you have to start with this. Okay. And then you can begin to include all the other team members into what your goals are and what you're working with. Okay. So that is the first thing that we have to do always. And I said weekly, and I mean it weekly. Okay. Start tracking them, start jotting down on paper what they are. Okay. You're the one that know it. I do not. I have my expenses that I track. You should have your expenses that you track. Okay. And as team captain, it is your job to do that. Okay. Not only do you have to make the money, but you have to track the money. Okay. And make sure that you're staying ahead. So that's the basic. That's where it begins. How do we start with this? Uh, how do we start creating a plan that's going to end up achieving the goals that we set? How do we do that? It starts here. Okay. So now what else is next? What's next is exactly understanding how you are going to track those spendings. Once you've last, once you've listed all those spending that you're doing, you have to realize some of it may not be necessary. Okay. You have to start keeping track of all your expenses and seeing if they are actually necessary. Okay. Or if you're overspending, some of us like to eat on a weekly basis out. Maybe that's not possible. Maybe you have to start cutting back what you need to do, you know, how you're spending your money so that you're saving some. So it begins by first listing down which, which expense cannot be cut, okay? Which ones? We know your rent cannot be cut unless you decide to move out. And for some of us, that might be the first option that we need to take. We need to look into moving into some place that's a little bit more economical because we can't afford to spend that money on rent because we're not bringing in enough. Okay. But still, rent, your mortgage, your utilities, you know, your basic needs are pre pretty much what cannot be cut. Okay, so you and then you list down why they can't be cut. Okay, you may be paying quite a bit for your rent because of the benefits that you're getting from that space. Maybe you have more than one, two, three children and you need the space. And so you have no choice but to have an accommodation that truly accommodates you and your family. So you cannot afford to live in a smaller space. Maybe that's the reason. Okay, so you list what they are. Okay, and then if there are other items that you've come to realize can be eliminated completely from your bills. Okay, some of us spend. A, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very economical, right? We don't go to Starbucks. We go to the bodega around the corner, where we buy the dollar coffee if they still sell them for a dollar. I'm gonna use a dollar because it's gonna be clear how much money you can spend. For the year, if you're making, if you're purchasing your coffee versus versus making your coffee, okay, a dollar a day, 365 days in the year. Here you go, spending 365 days for something that you could be doing yourself. So that could be eliminated. And I'm being generous. Now I see a lot of folks in my environment when I see them, they're holding on to a Starbucks, you know, I don't know, uh, cappuccino. Uh, a latte, they have all, I don't typically go to Starbucks, nor do I go Dunkin' Donuts. On occasion, I may, but that's not my, my thing. But there are some folks every single day, 
I see them with one of those cups, sometimes twice a day. And it's not because they're drinking the same cup from morning to, to afternoon. No, they have one for the morning and then they have one for the evening, for the afternoon. Okay, you tally up what that expense is and you see how much your money is going to other people. Okay, so what do I suggest? If you must, if you feel it's you cannot do without, then you may, maybe you can begin to reduce it. Maybe instead of two, you do it once a day. Instead of five days a week, you do it twice a week. Bottom line, your goals is upon you to accomplish. Okay, If you're comfortable with how things are going, then you can continue to do what you've been doing. But if you want to change and you want to guarantee that you win the game at the end, then this is how it starts. It starts with you tracking those expenses, eliminating the ones that you cannot, uh, that you can do without. And of course, reducing the ones that you feel, okay, I can't do without my coffee. I can't do without my Starbucks. Okay, fine. I have to do, like I said, twice a week instead of five days a week, instead of seven days a week. You'd be amazed at how much money you're paying to, you know, Mr. Starbucks. Okay. We have subscriptions for just about everything now how much money is going towards your subscriptions okay we got netflix we got hulu we got apple we got you know pandora we got zoom we have a host of subscriptions that we are responsible for and we may not need all of them are you using all of them enough that it could be you know you could see it fitting into your budget if not then start eliminating them don't follow others because you know he has it or she has it and I need it. If you're not using it, don't put it into your budget. Okay. That's how it's, that's where you start winning the game by having a certain level of discipline. Now we all play the sports that we're probably watching right now on the Olympics. Some of us have, you know, we swim, some of us run, some of us play um, basketball, you know, whatever the sport that is of interest to you when you're watching the Olympics, you might already have an understanding of it. You might have played it in your in your time, but you also know that you have you were not as disciplined as you would have needed in order for you to be in the Olympics. It required a certain level of discipline for you to end up in the Olympics, playing the same game that we all have played. Okay, without that discipline, there's no Olympics. Same thing with this money game. Without the discipline that you you have when it comes to your spending, there's no championship. OK, you will not win the game. And we can look back at everyone that has come before us and we could see that that's exactly what has happened to them in their game, that they have lost it because they were never disciplined to do what they needed to do. But that's not going to be you. Right. We're going to figure out how we're going to be champions in our you know, before the game is over, before we close our eyes, we're going to realize that we have received that MVP award because we did it right. To do it right simply means you have studied the rules, okay? You cannot do it without studying the rules, okay? And those are the rules, okay? Now, that's pretty simple. Now, that's where it begins, okay? Though everything that I've talked about so far is a step-by-step, -step, you know, um, format of how you are going to achieve your goals, okay? You cannot deny the law of the universe, you cannot deny the money game rules and regulations, just like you cannot deny the rules of any other sport that you wish to play. You cannot create your own rules because you want to play it this way. 
Same thing with the money game. You cannot create your rules with the money game because this is how you want to do it. You want to be able to spend you know, as freely as possible and, stand, and still be able to have money for your future. It doesn't happen that way. The discipline comes from within you, okay? And these forms, these what that I've shown you today, that I've shared with you, it's just an introduction of what it's going to take to start getting an understanding of those expenses and how to start building your cash flow, okay? And how to make sure that you have money saved at the end of every week so that it can, you can have money spent saved at the end of every month so that you can also have money saved at the end of every year, okay? Spending from Mr. Hulu, Mrs. Netflix, okay? I'm giving them names because there, there you are, okay? Mrs. Jane Doe, Mr. John Doe, you are all out there. You need to be sure that you are paying yourself first before you're paying everyone else, especially if they're not fixed expenses that cannot be cut. If they can be cut, cut them, okay? You at the very top of that list. I remember some folks are talking about, I like to uh, pay myself first, but I never really quite understand, understood how to do that. How do you pay yourself first? Simple. When you get that money, that income, okay, the first piece, the first percentage that comes off of it comes to you. Then after you feel comfortable putting that aside for your savings, Okay, then you can see what you have left to go towards everybody else. Okay, it, then you can see if you can afford Mrs. Netflix. Then you can see if you can afford Mr. Hulu. Okay, and if not, you're making, if you can't afford it, but you're still feeding those beasts, then you're making Mr. Hulu richer, you're making Mrs. Netflix richer, and you're left without having a dime because you think that's the way the game is played. It is not played that way. Okay, so what else do you need to know after you, you figured it out? Well, there's a challenge that I'm going to propose to all of you. Okay, I'm going to propose for, to all of us to start this 52-week challenge, okay, where we're going to see how we're going to start saving some dollars. After you've done the listing of your expenses, the listing of your income, you're going to deduct, minus, subtract, and do all of that and see what you have left. From that, you are going to start saving. Now, if you do not have anything left over, go back to what I said, start trimming on some of those expenses, okay? So, and, and no one can do it for you but you, okay? No one can do it for you but you. So you just have to start disciplining yourself to do that. Now, once you've done that, okay, it may take you a month. It may take you two months. It may even take you three months or more. Everything is relative. So don't compare you, your situation with someone else's when their situation is completely different from yours. Okay. If it's going to take you three months to discipline yourself, then it takes you three months to discipline yourself. If it's going to take a week to do it, then it takes you a week. If you know someone else is taking them a whole year, to finally become disciplined, so be it. But the goal is to become disciplined in that, okay? The sooner, the better. And once you've done that and you're beginning to see some extra savings left over, actual money in your pocket that doesn't need to be spent on anybody else but you and your needs and your family's needs, then you can begin to honestly save. So there is this 52-week challenge that I'm proposing to all of you who is watching this. 
Okay. And what is this 52 week challenge? Well, it's as simple as it gets. In a little while, you're going to see it pop up. And there it is 52 week money challenge. While we all recognize the importance of saving money, it can be hard to fit it in when your budget is already stretched thin. How many of us fall into that category? Go ahead, raise both hands if you have to. Okay. We all fall into that category. And if we didn't think we did, We've, we learned the hard way during the last year of the pandemic when we realized we had absolutely nothing left over to keep us going for an extra week, an extra month, let alone two or three months. OK, so consider trying the 52 week challenge that I'm proposing. There are no complicated rules to remember. Week one, you save one dollar. Week two, you save two dollars. Week three. $3 and it continues every week. You end up adding one more dollar to your, there it is. Yes, that's fine. Every week you end up adding one more dollar to what you added, what you saved the week before. Okay. And again, if you cannot do that to that extent, whereby the 52 weeks of saving, you actually can put away $52 into that bucket then you do what you can. But the goal is every week you add an extra dollar to your savings. Okay. And if you do it right in the 52 weeks, you would have an extra $1,378 in your pocket to do as you please, which is finding one of those vehicles that we talked about or at least that has the four features because we haven't gone in depth about exactly where to put that money. But you know what you're looking for. Whatever you're looking for has to meet the four cornerstones. Once you have $1,378, then you can find a place to put it in that's going to go to interest, that's going to be protected from taxes, that's going to protect you if you get injured, and it's going to be safe from any loss whatsoever. Once you have attained a certain amount, you keep it until you decide to spend it but it's not going to be lost because of market risk. Okay. That's the 1,378. Now I hope all of you take me up on that challenge. Okay. It's a simple challenge. Okay. And stay disciplined to do it. See what you can achieve in that way. You might be, you might surprise yourself to find that you actually can do it. If you do it one step at a time, little by little, maybe by the time you get to the 54th, the 34th week, the 25th week, you know, the 15th week, you might find it very difficult to put $15 away, $16 away, or $40 away as you as the weeks grow. You might begin to find it difficult, but then that's where you go back to your budget. You start finding ways because once you start something and you start to see the power of what you're doing, you typically get motivated to do even more of it. So you can go back and start saying, okay, maybe I need to I stop drinking Starbucks for five days. I, I dropped it down to three. Maybe now I need to drop it back down to one day, one day for the week until I've meet I've met my goals. Okay, that's where you go. And now, if this way is not going to work, the fifty-two week challenge is not going to work for you. If you're not going to be able to make do, you can see before you get started that I'm going to have a problem meeting certain goals by the X week, by the fifth, by the sixth, by the 15th, by the 25th week. I'm not going to be able to sustain this. 
if I'm trying to grow my money to have 1378 Okay, if that's the case, we'll have another way you can start saving. And that way, you could see it, you could use it as you see fit. And that's the next slide, which shows you a chart with amounts all over the place. There's nothing that is not in order. Okay, as you see at the very bottom, it says cross off one per week. And if you look on the third row, the third line, the fourth row, you will see that there is a zero dollar amount. Okay, now you don't have to stop the first week with that zero. But if a week comes that you cannot you cannot save something. Maybe that's the week you choose to put you to, to cross off the zero. Okay. But maybe the first week you, you put in $3. Okay. Another week you look and you're able to put seven, five. You decide which, which, how much on a weekly basis you are going to put away. Okay. You just simply have to cross one, one a week. The most that you have to put in in one week is $60. And the least that you have to put in in one week is $0. Okay. It's not, you're not going to find $1. You're not going to find two, three, four, five, six, seven. You want to do it that way. You use the 52 week challenge. Okay. But if you can't seem to, if you don't want to try it that way and you prefer to just, we'll see where I am every week, but you know, the goal is by the end of that year, you're going to save a thousand dollars because every week you're going to cross out one. Okay, you have um, six dollars, zero dollars. I see five. I see four. I see three. So you can start off just crossing off small amount on a weekly basis until you start getting to fifty-one dollars, sixty dollars. And if you find that in one week, at the end of that week, you have actually when you do your your budget and you see that you have. $60 left over that you haven't spent doesn't mean you got to run out and go spend it. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't do that. That's what you do now. And you know what the, what um, the, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If that's what you're doing now, then you have to change that behavior. So if you find that you have that $60 saved at the end of the week, then maybe that's the week that you choose to cross out $60. And that's the most you would ever have to put in in one week. And you've gotten rid of that one. And everything else is from it's downhill from there, okay? The next amount, I believe, there's a $51. Let me see. If that, is, that, is there one there for $51? Yes, there is. It's on the very first row, okay? Uh about the fourth, the fourth column, right, right, that it is. Fifty-one dollars is there. Then I think that's the next, next big amount that you have to worry about. You can start with those big amounts at the beginning, so that way, as life happens, expense come from no, from unexpectedly at you, and you may not have that extra funds to put it. If you're saving the big amounts for the end, you might have, you might already. You know, you're taking care of them from the beginning, and now all you have to worry about is a simple $8 here, $5 there, you know. Um, and then you see, and I didn't even notice that because I didn't study this chart completely, but there are two weeks that you can actually put $8 for both weeks. So it's not like you put $8 and you never have to put another $8 in. You have $9. You have certain numbers that duplicate. 
okay, that repeat, which should work for you. Okay, but bottom line, if you use this chart to save some money at the end of the at the end of the year, you would have saved a thousand dollars. Now, why is that important? Because the money has the money needs time to grow. The money needs time to do what it needs to do. So you have to start saving early. That's the law of gestation at play. That says everything takes time. Okay. If you want your money to be there for you in the future, you have to put it away now. And then you have to give it time to do what it's going to do. And that's where the interest comes into play. That's when the market is playing with your money. That's the law of transmutation. By the time it's over with, you have a different amount. Okay. It, may, it doesn't even look like the same. It's still money, but a dollar or a thousand dollars looks so different. When you when you're looking at it, then it does you you think it's something something completely different from what you started out with, but it's not. But that is how money works. So you need to start doing this as early and as early as possible. Okay, you start keeping track of your expenses. So you have to keep it down. Or as you go to these stores and you you spend money, you keep the receipts. You know that's how you're gonna really track your spending. You gotta have those receipts. You gotta have that you know where you are keeping track of exactly what you're spending but however you do it everybody has their way okay the, the exact how is not what i'm hoping you get out of this it's what you need to do you know the discipline you need to develop is what i hope you get out of this okay so you will do this and then by the end of the series we will see we will get an idea of who's actually beginning to build their cash flow budget, who's actually building more savings for their future. Because again, that is the only way you're gonna win the championship, okay? You're gonna get there, plenty of teams have gotten to the end, like right in front of the line to get into the championship and they don't make it. They just don't make it, okay? And you don't want that to be you. You wanna be able to make sure that you, 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 you cross that finish line. Okay, you do that. And now there is uh, actual besides now, this is it. This is what I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to share with you how much control you have of your spending. And it, it begins with you and what you can do to start saving money. Now, we have joined her many voices foundation have joined, uh, have teamed up with the Native American Bank. Okay, now they are allowing and right now you're seeing the link that you can access. Now, the Native American Bank has all the tools. Now, this was an introduction to what you have to do. If you don't want to do the link thing, if you don't want to click on and see exactly how to start tracking your money, and they've made it really, really simple to do, okay? Then you can use what I've shown you today, you know, with a piece of paper, you know, you got your little box here that you keep all your receipts, you're tracking your expenses, you're eliminating the things that you don't want. You, you know, you're doing that. You have a goal. Is the first goal to buy a house, to buy a car, is to send your kids to school. We all have our goals. So you list them. Okay. Now, this link, the Native American Bank has made it very, very simple for you to start accessing these tools to keep track of your finance. As you see, get your personalized playlist. Okay, this is the this is this is the screen that's this is the first screen that you will see. 
once you access that link. You will see Welcome to Finance 101. And if you ever, if you were to click Get Your Personalized Playlist to start, you will see exactly how they're making it simple for you. Look, what are your financial goals? Is it to buy a home? Is it to buy a car? To save for your retirement? To save for education for myself or for a family member? Is your goal to pay off your debt? Or is it to invest and grow your wealth? And if it's anything else other than what I've put, what, that you see on this list, then you are welcome to check that and then begin to track exactly how are you meeting your goals and what you're going to do now. This was a, just an introduction to what the site can offer. And if you start to click on something and submit it, it would tr keep track of it so that you can come back and follow up and see where you are, like we've chosen to save for education for myself or family member. Look at that. How far ahead do you plan for budgeting, saving and spending? You see it? You choose the next few years, okay? Uh, if a typical month, how difficult is it to cover your expenses? Is it very difficult? Okay, is it eh, so-so, not difficult at all? You are in control of this. Okay, next question. Suppose you have an emergency of $400. Can you meet that need? Okay, it's either yes or no. This is your information. You don't need to be bashful. Click the right answers because it's going to help you to change those habits. Okay, and there we go. Preparing your summary. Okay, and this is what you're going to get. Personalized playlists. You have the 401k, the building emergency funds. You can click on the start button Play with this. Take a few minutes out of your day to see exactly how this is going to benefit you and your family and keep track of your goals. When we discuss the 401k plans in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the actual rules and what it entails, how it actually works. Is it beneficial if it's not and for whom it's beneficial? All of that is going to come into it. But this partnership, that Hermony Voices Foundation has begun with Native American Bank is one of the strongest. And I hope it's going to really, really achieve or at least help most of us get to our financial goals by the time it's over. And you've just got an introduction to what it offers. But you see it here. And this was just the 401k plans. We're not going to sit here and click it, click every single one of these uh, resources for you to get an idea. Feel free to jump on it yourself, okay? And in, for, in order for you to, it'll tell you, you know how these things work. It tells you what your next step is, right? If you want to make sure that you don't lose any information that you've inserted, that you've put in, you have to create a login. You have to create an account where it's gonna save all the things that you say you wanna do and how are you accomplishing it. And it's gonna provide to you ways to get it done. And with me, teaching on a weekly basis what to do, how the money game is, is, is played, along with those resources, you are going to achieve the goals that you set, okay? Now, some of you may be coming to me from different parts of the world, if that's the case, okay? Then what I hope you get from my, from my lessons is that these rules, may, I may be speaking of them because I live in the United States, but... Okay, as you see, my email is down here so that you can always reach out to me if you have anything specific you want to ask. Now, these rules may be 
focus on the American, you know, laws. But the game itself, the rules of the game do not change much. Whatever country you're in, whatever, you know, uh, city you're in, whatever state you are in, okay, you can figure out what it is, what corresponds to the four cornerstones of financial uh, of a financial product. You can figure out which index is this particular country focusing on. We are living in a global society right now. So everything is interchangeable, it's interconnected. Okay, so you can be in the United States, okay, and you're following certain indexes in Europe. You can be in Japan and you're following the index that's found in the United States. It doesn't matter, but the rules does not change. You just have to know exactly what the laws in your country or in the city that you live in is, is, is telling you, and then you follow them, okay? Saving happens all over, euro, pesos, yang, you know, dollars, uh, good, okay? Those are all some of the, the you know, the, the names of uh, money all around the country, all around the world. So it doesn't matter, okay? If it's one euro versus one dollar, one yang versus one peso, you decide, okay? So now let's see if we had any questions. I just want to make sure that um, I've answered some of your questions because we're coming to the end. It's almost four o'clock. We have about three minutes left. Now, there are no questions, uh, so that meant that, you know, job well done. But if you do have questions, Tammy at HermanyVoices.org is where I can be reached, okay? Review the last few sessions that we talked about. Understand the law of the universe and how it's going to work within your environment, how it's going to help you to achieve the goals that you set for yourself, whether it's, to, whether it's money goals, relationship goals, health goals, you know, the law of the universe is the law of the universe it will help you to master whatever it is you're trying to master as long as you follow and do not deny them, okay? And if you have any questions, I'm hoping to see some come my way so that we can touch it again. And then you review the next uh, session that we did, the financial foundation. What are those rules? Go over them. You have to teach them. You should have known this a long time ago, but you know, they didn't teach us this information, but we're teaching it now. So next week, we're going to go toward now that you have figured out how you spend how you spend your money and who you have to spend it on and how you have to you know play that game eliminating debts eliminating expense then you want to talk about reducing your debts because that comes at you like a ton of bricks it, before you know it you are going to be weighing down with debts and you don't even know how it got there but we're going to be talking exactly how you do that. What strategies do you use to reduce your debt? All is part of the game. Nothing is going to be, oh, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it that way. It's the name of the game. You know, the rules are set. Are set. You can't change them. Just learn how to really excel in them. Okay, how to make it work for you based on your circumstances. And then you'll see if you don't become the, the MVP at the end of the, uh, you know, at the end of the game, if you don't win it for you and yourself, for your family, for generations to come, that is the goal. So there are no questions. Uh, this time, reach out to me if you have to. I'm available almost 24 hours a day because at all different time zones, it doesn't matter. Just send me that text or that email and I will respond to you ASAP. Okay, so I'll see you next week, same time, 
We're going to be talking about reducing debts, okay, what strategies to use to do that, and then we're going to pick it up from there. And I hope you have yourself a wonderful rest of the week as the weekend is coming to us, uh, coming, you know, very quick, uh, it's coming to us quickly. Just, you know, and just go out there and enjoy ourselves. The weather is changing. Oh, I see someone board waiting to come in. The weather is changing. Well, summer is over just about. So go out there and enjoy it and have fun. But don't spend too much, okay? Spend, spend within your limits. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you next time.